Eagle Eye. Shia LaBeouf. Is it? Yeah. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about how the new film Mother's Day could become an instant holiday classic, like Miracle on 34th Street, are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Gary Marshall? Wrong. In that movie, Santa Claus took care of everything. There was Macy's, Gimbal's, but Santa Claus came and he fixed the whole thing. We don't have Santa Claus. <laughs> then we get him. Who? Santa Claus, we get him. That's the ad campaign. There it goes. I have the chill. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, if, if Santa Claus shows up on Mother's Day, I'll go see it. Right? Actually, I'm going to go see it anyway. Oh, you can have A bunch of hot moms running around. Absolutely. Milfs, right? Milf. It should be called Milfs. Be. If they call that movie Milf, <laughs> number one at the podcast. we got one week before Captain America. That's what would put it at number one. How did that not test better than Mother's Day? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He's naming them after the holidays. He's not screwing around. No, and he uses the same oh, yeah. sparklies, and he also uses the same way of doing the Brady mm-hmm. Bunch version of, of the movie, all yeah. of it. Yeah, whoever offered up that stock footage of the sparklies and soft focus, <laughs> that is they're, all they're, getting, they're making money on the Marshall franchise. Right yeah, now. he. there's something about maybe his eyesight. It really speaks to him at this age, but he <laughs> likes that sparkle. Big. It's like jazz hands for movies. Uh, welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. You shoot us in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. Nice. You reach ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admirals Club, our studio here in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop... Right on cue. <laughs> they don't stop making movies. It's gonna be a good show. So we don't stop making <laughs> we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week, absolutely free of charge. And uh, we encourage you to follow us on social media as well at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is also free of charge. And get interactive. Basically, just search the Movie Guys on uh, Google, Yahoo, or Bing, and we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. Ned, I would love to stay and talk with you, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Karen Volpe? You don't understand. There is no solution. You won't go away. And Bart Caius. First, they forget the little umbrellas for the wine, and now snails on the food. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know who everybody is. <laughs> Later in the show, we'll be joined by our guest, an actor, director, and puppeteer who has worked on the classic films like Babe and the Men in Black movies. His most recent work was on the set of the smash hit The Jungle Book. In theaters now. We're very topical. And you know what's so amazing about all those movies is you can't see any of the strings on the puppets. (laughs) Nope. Pretty impressive. They erase those later. Is that what they do? He's going to tell us how they do that. Well, Bart blew the whistle. It's all marionettes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Don't ruin the magic. Alan Troutman will be here. By the way, I did watch. The, I was doing my taxes, and so I just put on Hulu. And you just—I I, got to find a really random movie because I don't want to get sucked into it. And so oh, it's just sure. sort of there. Mm-hmm. And it was one of these Japanese. Because te- you got a lot of taxes to do, right? I have a lot of taxes <laughs> to do. Although it was wonderful that the, there's a slackerness that helped. I went to my tax guy, and he goes, "I go, I haven't filed. This is true. This is so bad. I haven't filed in 2008, 2009, 2010. It's through present." And he goes, "Oh, 2008 through 2011. They're not going to care about that anymore." I'm like, oh, 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's okay. an option. <laughs> Not paying is an option. Well, I guess there's a four-year. Uh, so you just lay low for four years and you're home free. Boom. See, well, the, all the people in my hometown are like, I'm taking notes right now. Uh, Let me write this well, down. And, and tell the people in your hometown yeah. what saved me is it helps to be super poor. Oh, <laughs> it we'll helps. Be, it's her hometown. It, yeah. We'll be fine. It helps to not make a whole lot of money from 2008 to <laughs> I don't know, maybe uh, this year. Good, good to know. See, Bart, you have a good job. Wow. You've been screwing it up. I do not feel the burn. Let's just say, <laughs> let's just put it that way. They'll find you. <laughs> oh, so anyway, you don't have cable because you're still paying taxes. Uh, Hulu. Oh, so so, so this Japanese this Japanese TV show is like one yeah. of those. Uh, and they did this special effect where it was like all the reaction shots of the guys. It was the giant monster that was going to come up and then step on the city or whatever. Yeah, of course. But but when they would cut away, they had the giant monster laying on a slab tied down. But the people that were gathering around it that were the reaction shots we just saw of people were marionettes. And they were all like sort of do that little bouncy marionette thing as they were walking around this thing. And it was, it was what the hell movie is it? wonderful. Who knows? Right? It's like Johnny Sacco or something. <laughs> and his giant robot. I had a giant robot weekend, really. Oh, Alan may you. have been in that. He has a rather extensive IMDb. We'll find out. We'll later. find out if he's been doing those. Well, but as ever, till then, we will bring you movie previews, oh, as we boy. do every week, prepping you for what's uh, new in the multiplex. What's What are the new releases coming up? What do they have in store? Check in with us every week. This week sees four new films. It's a lot, so we're going to uh, burn right through them. Uh, Including Mother's Day, as we mentioned at the top. This is the latest from Gary Marshall. Let me guess. A bunch of mothers get stuck in an elevator and they can't make it home in time for the holiday celebrations? I'm not going to say you're wrong. Okay. Because yeah, right? <laughs> I, I feel kind of like that might be it. <laughs> you're right. Plus Keanu, Key and Peele, in a movie where they pretend to be drug dealers in an attempt Ooh. to steal back a kitten that was stolen from them. What, what could possibly go hilarious? <laughs> Everything. And also Ratchet and Clank. Ooh, uh, Ratchet and Clank, attorneys at law. Is that a vaudeville act? 70s cop show. Stay tuned, Ooh. and we'll all find out. Oh, boy. And finally, Green Room, which goes wide this week after a short run and limited release. What would you look at that? Besides that, we have three of these movies being comedies. Mm. <laughs> That's right. It's Hollywood's Comedy Clearinghouse. <laughs> We've got kids' comedies, cat comedies. We even got a mom com. So come on down before this place gets wall-to-wall Captain America Civil War next week. We got comedies. That's right. Comedy Clearinghouse, just off the freeway next to the Little Shop of Horrors. Remember, our prices are actually quite reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you have movie pass, really. You can go to a number of movies. And here's one of those comedies opening this weekend. Well, it's going to be okay. You're right, Clarence. I want you to meet Keanu. No. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the cutest guy I've ever seen in my life. I want to see this movie, even though I haven't seen the movie they're poking fun at. Because the whole idea. I know. It, why why we have seen we not John seen John Wick yet? The doggy revenge I movie. I don't know. I fell into awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I fell into a YouTube hole of John Wick when I was doing the Keanu uh, preview right. research. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, how how how, how have I not yeah, seen it? It is heaven. Yeah. It is such uh, heaven in a movie. They <laughs> messed with the wrong guy. I super <laughs> messed with the super wrong guy. <laughs> it's That's the best, the best thing, thing there is. There's yeah. a whole speech about how the guy explains how he's the wrong guy. Yeah. He explains how wrong this guy was I to know, mess with. I he done screwed up. Yeah. Oh, and he explains it to his son, and then he throws his son out. And, and, uh, yeah. A window? Oh, God. In the well, scene where, metaphorically. Hopefully. Yeah, that's some, uh, <laughs> yeah, some bravery and, stuff going on there. Uh, 
The, I, I love Cool Breeze Reeves. As cool anyone breeze. who doesn't know, yes. Keanu means Cool Breeze Reeves in Hawaiian. Which well, actually, Keanu cooler. just means Cool, cool breeze. breeze. And then his last Reeves name is Reeves. Is <laughs> Thank you, Bart. But first, and foremost, first and foremost, journalists. <laughs> yes, we are and English teachers. English teachers. <laughs> if I could translate the phrase, yes. Keanu Reeves, Cool Breeze Reeves. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Uh, so, but anyway, that's later. Oh, all right. First Sorry. up, let's talk about the movie that kicked off our show, an okay. all-star cast in Mother's Day. It's a movie about Sandy, a single mom who meets multiple moms, some single moms too, but uh, numerous moms. Do we do we have a mom count in this movie? Right. Uh, about forty moms. Right, we better get going then. Here we go. There's about forty of them, but none of them look forty. No, yeah. no, no, no. You can't look forty. Yeah. You can be forty. Be, you can be it. You can't look it. Don't you look be forty. You be 40. <laughs> Spend this day with a mother you'd like to f. Jennifer Aniston, hey. Kate Hudson, Julia Roberts, and Shay Mitchell star in Hot Moms Volume 1 Mother's Day. When three generations of seemingly unconnected people find out they are indeed connected. Uh oh. They all seek to reconcile their relationships with their mothers as Mother's Day approaches. Whoa. Well, you can't just bet there's going to be a whole lot of coming to terms in this movie. Well. Uh, much like you'll have to come to terms with having paid $12 to see it. Spoiler alert, that's $12 for the non-3D screening. <laughs> Second spoiler alert, there is no 3D screening in this movie. In a world that can only exist in movies, Henry, played by Timothy <laughs> Oliphant, leaves his wife Sandy, played by Jennifer Aniston, and marries a younger woman. Hmm. Okay, now, <laughs> unless that younger woman is a younger version of Jennifer Aniston, right? well, then I just ain't buying it. I mean, come on, Jennifer Aniston is already a younger version of Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. The woman doesn't age. Sandy tries to cope with the fact that her ex-husband has married a much younger woman, and all she has to rely on are her insanely hot looks, her incredible charm, her sparkling personality, the support of her adoring children, and the companionship of her best friend. Gosh, I hope she makes it. <laughs> it's going to be close. It's going to be hard. Jason Sudeikis plays the man who will soon sweep Sandy off her feet when they have a chance meeting while buying tampons. Oh, sure. <laughs> Sounds cute, but I liked it better when they did it the first time in On the Waterfront. <laughs> Maybe you haven't seen it. <laughs> hmm. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, the good news here is Sudeikis gives everyone instant points for the drink when the title is mentioned game. Happy Mother's Day. There you go. <laughs> the movie also stars Kate Hudson, whose noisy southern parents show up unannounced to stay for a week and fight in her place instead of theirs. Will they all get together and learn a little, about, a little bit about life and love? Well, only if it's a Gary Marshall movie. You know, I did see Hector Elizondo in this film, yes. so that means, yes, it is, in fact, a <laughs> Gary Marshall movie. They will learn something about themselves. That's My favorite good. part of the trailer is the guy doing voiceover, who is apparently unaware that people have heard voiceover over a million times. <laughs> so he delivers it as if you're going to be blown away by the fact that there's a voice <laughs> whose source you can't see, <laughs> that he can tell you what the movie is about. Here, listen. You'll see. All he's right. very excited. Sandy is a single mom. <laughs> Wow. But I can taste popcorn when I hear that yeah, voice. Yeah, I can smell butter. You can smell the Twizzlers. <laughs> can smell Do butter. Do that again, Paul. Sandy is a single mom. Yeah, I'm home with a cold okay. on the couch Listen, when I hear Let me take it one step further. Oh, yeah. However, if the trailer is nothing but that guy, it's creepy. Well, it's weird. It's odd. What do you mean? Well, listen. Sandy is a single mom. Bradley is Mr. Mom. Jesse never sees her mom. Kristen never met her mom. This April, celebrate the one day that connects us all. Mother's Day. He just any, knows any, too much about these people. Yeah, yeah. Anybody going in and pitching a story this week in Hollywood, use this voice the whole time. It kills. It kills it. <laughs> there you go. you can't stop listening to that voice. You have to keep listening to it. 
It's a story. All right, uh, so good. So, I assume I mean, Mother's Day. I assume we're okay. close to Mother's Day. Is it coming up? It's here? May tenth, May eighth, yeah. something like that. Second weekend. Or you know what? None of us in here are mothers, so we really don't know. It's the eighth. There we go. We're ah, getting that from the peanut gallery. There we go. The gr- all the way from the green room. <laughs> told us the date. So Has, yeah, they're they're planning on this to have legs. Have we have we run Civil War? Yeah. I guess it's counter programming. I guess. So. Have we run out of sexy things for Aniston to do? Because there's no reason Not she sh- should be playing a mom yet. I know. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was weird. And also, you know, it pers- sadly we know way too much about these people. Yeah. But, you know, she and Brad Pitt, he's the one who wanted 10 kids. Mission accomplished. Yeah. She's the one who never wanted her, but now she has to kind of be a mom in a movie. So I wonder how believable she's yeah. going to be. See, but in all fairness, Brad never said you could just buy the kids. I <laughs> oh, think, I think she Jennifer had known was, that. Yeah, I think yeah. she was worried about ruining her, you know, her junk. Yeah. Stretching yeah. it out with 10 kids. She's like, wait a minute, we can just pick them up next door? Yeah, if she oh, had known that, sign she'd me been up. like, go, go to, to Key and pick up a kid? Yeah, yeah. just go to <laughs> M- Manibia or whatever. Malawi? Yeah. 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 All, all their names. You just, yeah. they, they just run around. He's calling. And there's a scene in there where Kate Hudson and. Jennifer are trying to act like they don't know what Twitter is. It's uh, hilarious. Yeah, stuff like that. Like they don't know what Facebook and social media is. is. Right? So like, yeah, there's like, tweet at me. I don't know what that means. That doesn't sound right. You know why? Probably because Gary Marshall doesn't know what that stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I don't know. That's comedy. I like it. That sounds great. Uh, I got a feeling there's a lesbian thing going on with Kate Hudson. Are you getting that? that? Like in general or in the movie? Yeah. No, in the movie. The parents show up. The parents show up. Because I've had that fantasy, <laughs> and I was hoping you were right. Uh, I hope You've it had is. that fantasy. And you've run out of things for Jennifer for Jennifer Aniston to do? Because I haven't. No, uh, Did you not watch Jennifer Aniston douse herself down with water? And uh, what was we're, the, we're the Millers. Yeah, we're, we're the Millers. Yeah. Oh, and this has Jason Sudeikis. Maybe it'll happen again. Oh, I hope mm. so. Mm. So you were saying? Uh, I was just saying that I, I got a lesbian thing going, and, and that's fine with me because I would like to actually see it go that direction. That'd be kind of cool. They're mothers like anybody else. Mm-hmm. You Did you just say, I got a lesbian thing going? <laughs> I, Could I, you pull that for a clip <laughs> or something? <laughs> I mean, write that down. <laughs> So I'm going to pretend it's the 80s. I'm going to cart that. I've also had that fantasy, Karen. <laughs> Thank you. I've also Thanks had a lot. that fantasy. Thank you. Yes. Good to know. I you also start saying cart that. That's cart that. Um, I also feel like uh, Julie Roberts. I love Julie Roberts. Always love Julie Roberts. I don't know why. You don't in this movie. Well, no, immediately, why is right? she given up trying to be cute and hot? Why has she gone right to, I just have to look ugly and wear Mal Flanders hair? Where's my flaws theme? <laughs> why did Julia she just Roberts give up? Julia has Dad. never been attractive. Oh. Oh. Got these tiny little corn teeth. Oh, giant teeth. What do you mean tiny no, teeth? No grace. Giant teeth. Big mouth, tiny teeth. Oh, Lord. No grace. Clomps around like a Clydesdale. Watch the final scene, or one of the final scenes in Ocean's Eleven where she's walking through. First, not the final scene, but the one scene where she's introduced. He's like, this is the best day. This is the best moment of my life, or my day. Matt Damon's like, this is the best moment of my day. And here comes the Clydesdale. Julia Roberts, clomp, 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 clomp. Unbelievable. She's a pretty woman. I'm getting some She's starred in Pretty Woman. I don't know what she's getting. There's a whole bunch of stuff. I and we found out like in Pretty Woman that it was all a stunt body, right? It was all body double in that. Yeah. yeah I rest my case. has gone on so long, I've got to the out of out to sea theme <laughs> yeah. from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there also, <laughs> Julia Roberts is playing, she always plays very, um, very harsh characters lately instead of fun and light. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wasn't she an evil queen or Augusto something? Augusto Sage County, Mirror yeah. Mirror. Yeah, she's, she's Is she good at that, though? I mean, I love seeing people she, find, she, like, a new type. She was great in Augusto Sage. Along with Margot Martindale, who is also in this movie, who will be great again. Yeah. I have a feeling. Is she the young girl? Oh, she's the grandma. The, who oh. yell at, the one who visits Kate Hudson yelling at her husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She'll be great. Yeah. She'll be awesome. 
Because Doris uh, Roberts is dead. Otherwise, she would be doing it, right? Because that would be the greatest. Dude, they probably had it in the can when Doris was oh, still here. Okay. Come on. Jason Sudeikis is always good. He's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, he's Doris so likable and yeah. adorable. And he has like a super hot wife in real life, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Who? What, Olivia, who's Wilde? Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Bart, what's wrong with Olivia Wilde? Uh, uh, <laughs> she's married to Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and before we leave this movie, quick shout out to Kevin Blake in front of the show, Sean O'Brien. Yeah, movie a guy's bump right there, guys. For, uh, London Has Fallen. Mm-hmm. He's now in this film as well. Hmm. Uh, but let's get on awesome. to our next film. All right. It is Ratchet and Clank, a film coming out that uh, no doubt already has a big fan base. Here, let's uh, listen to a clip. Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack. Right, that's Habit Brothers. Click and Clack. Oh, click and still. <laughs> right, I got it. That's wrong. Yeah. I am so Ratchet. sorry. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I thought of it and I said, Paul, you got to do this one for Bart. Ratchet and fun? Clank yeah. is different. It's it's different. different. Isn't Ratchet a word? We'll get to this it later. Is. Ratchet it up. <laughs> it is based on the popular reason your roommate won't get out of the house and look for a job. The video game Ratchet <laughs> and Clank makes its jump to the big screen and the growing list of things I've heard of. <laughs> Something tells me Ratchet and Clank stands for hijinks and shenanigans. Let's do this. Ever wonder what the backstory is to that video game character you've never heard of? No? Well, then this movie might not be for you. That and if you're more than 11 years old. The Ratchet in Ratchet and Clank is the name of the Lombax, an alien life form, or uh, ALF, I guess, of some sort. Where do you keep your casserole dishes? (laughs) Why? The cat won't fit in the toaster. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. (laughs) It's because it was Elf. It's funny. Awesome. It's hilarious. Alan played Elf. Let's ask Alan if he played Elf. Always. Ooh, you might know Elf. Again, it's a big IMDb. (laughs) Uh, Ratchet tries to join the Avengers of his world, the Galactic Rangers. They reject him, sending him into the arms of a robot named Clank, the classic level-headed best friend character and perfect merchandising tool, who's trying to tell the Galactic Rangers about an unstoppable evil. Ah, evil. Always with the not stopping. The evil, it ain't stopping. It should just stop with all this non-stop not stopping. Stop. That's the Galactic Rangers, not to be confused with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians actually protect the galaxy, whereas Rangers just make sure that teenagers aren't making out and drinking beer in the park after dark. The galaxy needs saving again, this time from Chairman Drek. Apparently the shareholders aren't happy with returns on their dividends. Really? How many times must our world be saved? Have we learned nothing from Terminator 2, Armageddon, Outbreak, Superman, The Omen? X-Men The Last Stand, mm-hmm. V for Vendetta, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. Ghostbusters, and every James oh. Bond movie from the last 50 plus years? Apparently not. <laughs> we haven't seen this much excitement about someone teaming up with a robot since Holmes and Yo-Yo. Oh. We call him Yo-Yo. He weighs 427 pounds. He's a completely mobile computer, specially programmed for police work. Is he indestructible? We think so. Send in Holmes. Holy Crap. Loved that, that great show I've ever heard. Oh. Just heard of that show. I never know, right? Never heard really? Of that. I yeah. loved Holmes and Yo-Yo. No way. Yes. You're making that. You could absolutely be making fun of me right now. <laughs> no. Having everyone agree yeah. that that was a show. I no. <laughs> Holmes and Yo. Yes. Cop and Robot Cop. It was right, right ah. around Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. And that's the other one that you said, and I'm like, you're making this up. I went to YouTube, but here's the thing. Sorry, oh. Play the full theme underneath whatever you're saying. Oh go. my God. 
I can't prove this show actually existed until you brought it into my reality right now. That's the thing about the world we live in. Yo-Yo. Is Yo-Yo the The robot. Oh, and it must look like a Wonder Woman TV show robot, right? Yeah, that's... Oh, God. It's a guy. He's got a little thing that falls down. It's Jolly Rancher buttons. Jolly Rancher buttons, right? A little light-up Jolly Rancher. It's under his tie. He's got a Darth Vader under his shirt. That's it. This is the origin. Oh but back to Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. Wow. Uh, this is the origin story of a video game. So I'm guessing it's about underpaid twenty-somethings designing the game, slave labor in Southeast Asia animating the game, and the company that makes millions off of it. While Tipper Gore organizes a boycott. Hated pop culture reference. We get one of those every show. We should refer to like just constantly like our t- turn our references into Oliver or, or, or like a Tipper Gore and who was the Fawn Fawn Hall Oliver North. Okay. Uh, just <laughs> who do Quick. I look like? Oliver North just out of nowhere. Quick, get to your Judge Bork. Uh, joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boasting the voice talents of Paul Giamatti, John Goodman, Rosario Dawson, and Sylvester Stallone, four always welcome talents. Movies never start sucking when any of these people show up. I was beginning to worry that we might have to go a whole 10 minutes without another kids movie coming out. Well, fear not. The decade of coddling children continues with yet another movie for kids. You know, when I was a young boy, there was maybe one movie a year for kids. And that's the way it was, we liked it! (laughs) (laughs) However, the movie's poster slogan, Kick Some Asteroid, will leave some parents in the uncomfortable position of having to explain this joke to their young'uns without teaching them actual curse words. And it will leave real gamers in the uncomfortable position of wondering how quickly Hardcore Henry comes out in virtual Ooh. reality 4D. Oh, now, is this based on a video game? Because I don't remember it having its own Saturday morning cartoon. Frogger. You don't remember that? You remember this oh, one, don't well, you? Oh, well, I remember that. Yes. How about this? You and me and Cuber. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah, they yeah, ran yeah, all yeah. those like in a block of. Yeah. That's, wow. and this is Ratchet Clank. No doubt gonna follow the same path. It just makes me think I should go watch Wreck It Ralph again. That's all this does. Paul, sure. I've noticed that under the uh, heading discussion, there are several bullet points. One of them is more Holmes and Yo Yo. Can we skip directly to that? One? Oh, I was playing it yeah, <laughs> earlier, but uh, you can't have too much of it, really. <clears throat> yeah, that was one of my Friday night uh, must-see viewings when I was a kid. Holmes and Yo-Yo. That is, I've never heard of that. Never? It very Did, well could have just yeah. started existing right now. Me neither. Who brought this joke in? This is... No, don't. Steve Schultz. Oh, okay. Ah. You're not going to tell them? In my book, you got to make yourself a good cop. That's what I put in my report. You know, I I think technology will reach an actual height when we're able to make 70s TV again. Like, if we could just create that right now, looking exactly like that, with exactly the nostalgia, and go, oh, I love this. I'm going to watch all of them on Hulu. We're making nice guys. Dude, (laughs) the Boubet sisters want to make something, and we want it to be all that. We want that music. We want to fight crime. We want to fly poorly. All of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Well, if Shields and Yarnell could have a show... Which is insane. Right. That's how much we didn't know how to entertain ourselves yep. in the 70s. It's <laughs> Shields and Yarnell were, were mimes, right? Yeah. They would imitate mm-hmm. that they didn't have things. things. They were robots. They're trying to accomplish things. They would do a little. <laughs> <laughs> Having would... trouble overcoming yeah. it. Yeah. Roll credits. And we had to put a robot in Wonder Woman, like Rocky IV. Yep. Like, oh, I had to have a robot. Yeah, yeah. And Rocky the worst robot you've ever robot. seen. Did he, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Moomin Shots? 
Yeah. Yeah. I like Moomin Chance. But then in your real steel, it was all robots fighting. So oh. now we've arrived where yeah. in your play, we are, your, your toy box. Yeah, we are through the looking glass. Okay. Uh, so anyway, this is uh, ADD captured on film. All right. Okay. Our next film is called Keanu. From the minds of Key and Peele comes the comedy duo's big jump to the big screen. The very first movie from the comedy team that has come to define their generation. So it's either Key and Peele's The Jerk or Key and Peele's Clean Slate. Now, Detective M.L. Pogue has to figure out what's up with his friends. Okay. <laughs> That's the plot. Bart. What's up with his friends? Bart, let's talk about it. Here we go. Nobody does two white guys trapped in a black man's world better than Key and Peele. One beer, please. I'll take a white wine spritz. Clarence, Clarence. Clarence. Yeah. What? You can't talk like that. Here. Then we really are in trouble because you sound like Sean Ritter all the time. <laughs> Keanu, port of call cool breeze, is the first of, we, of what we hope will be many movies from Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. This movie is a John Wick-inspired action thriller comedy, or actricom, as we here at the Movie Guys are calling it. No, we're not. Phew, we good. Are. That was hard to say and kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Rel Williams, played by Jordan Peele, is upset at the loss of his girlfriend, but he's lifted out of his depression the way America is, by looking at kittens. Yeah. <laughs> Rel adopts a stray kitten and names him Keanu. Unfortunately, soon after acquiring his new pet, his apartment is broken into and Keanu is stolen, and there will be hell to pay. Cheddar's got Keanu. We in the market right now for like a gangster pet. You serious? Ah, <laughs> uh, Keanu! Now, if you've never heard of Key and Peele, oh, it's God. possible that Jeez. you haven't seen President Obama with his anger translator, Luther. Good evening, my fellow Americans. With me, as always, is my anger translator, Luther. Boom, man! I stopped your battleship, bitch! What's up? <laughs> the movie couldn't be in better hands, not only Key and Peele, but the writers, who sound like they're big fans of action. The Oscar goes to Liam Neeson's Dark Man. Nigga, face was changing. Mm -hmm. How hard is that? Ain't hard, dog. No, it's not hard at all. Damn, the stupid ops, ops, battleship. Rumor has it Key and Peele met them while the writers were working as hotel valets. <laughs> it seems like a no-brainer to bring a Key and Peele movie to the screen, but there were risks involved. Reports confirmed that there were seven different kittens playing Keanu in this film. That's 63 lives right there. Just think of the insurance costs on that film. Yes, they used actual cats and not CGI, once again putting all the Andy Circuses of the world out of work. Boo. Well, it's actually pretty much just him. So putting Andy Circus out of work, at least until next month's Angry Birds movie. <laughs> the old adage in Hollywood is, you should never work with pets or kids unless you are already a pet, in which case it makes perfect sense that the original and red band trailers for Keanu would get remade with an all-cat trailer. Yeah, we're in the right place! <laughs> <laughs> is that real? No. Oh, no. Did, it, did they make an all cat trailer? No. Yes, they did. They did? Yes, there are. What? You did? This is. Oh, no. really? Yes, they did. Oh, I wasn't aware of You didn't realize? No. Yeah, there's a trailer. If you go to IMDb. It's the, all cats? It's it's just cats. <gasps> they they redo That's every scene with cats. Brilliant. That's hilarious. Yes. That Here, I thought amazing. they were just covering up the N word with a meow. Okay. Yeah, we're in the right place. No. Okay. Well, now. Were you making up Yo-Yo and... Homes and Yo-Yo is no. also true. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Adam's like, I just am not sure. I'm so suspicious. I don't know what to believe right I now. I can't believe if it. If you don't think Key and Peele are geniuses, 
There's a cute kitten dressed like a gangster on the poster. Have you seen the ratings cats are getting on the internet? Why has nobody thought of this? Yeah. If you notice, the writing credits of the screenplay do not include Keegan-Michael Key's name. Apparently, it was written by Jordan Peele and Alex Rubens. So, based on the success of this movie, we're going to find out just who is the funnier one. Ooh. Good to know. Yes. Very sleuthy of you. But yes, there is an all-kitten version oh, of this trailer and, if, and it's the one that's actually on the imdb page and as a matter of fact there's a red band version of it and a regular green band <laughs> version of it and and it's a little frustrating because there's not a lot of trailers for this movie and when i saw that there were three two of them are cats <laughs> i started hearing some things about this movie they're keeping a bunch of jokes quiet uh i did hear Good. that eventually the cat does talk during a drug oh, trip sequence of some sort, oh, which isn't referred awesome. to in any way, and I've heard it's a uh, there's a great person doing the voice. I don't know if I should spoil it, but oh, don't. yeah, I won't. Oh. It's 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 a it's a it's a good call though. Yeah, <laughs> the, I one. mean I, that Liam Neeson sketch. Oh, I mean, my, how funny is that? They're they're so good. I mean, I think we can call them friends of the show because I I knew them back in Chicago. I shook uh, Keegan's hand once. Yeah, I think we've seen yeah, him we in shows right, and stuff. Well, get him in here. Yeah, yeah I know, right? Call yeah. your buddy uh, Keegan. That's not happening. <laughs> That's not happening. But uh, anyway, <laughs> but they're so good. They're yeah. so amazing. I have heard. Had- Oh, that's cool. I oh, have Vanessa heard... Whitney's in studio, former oh. yeah. guest of the show and friend of the movie show. Well, she had all kinds of celebrity stories, too. About yeah, the, apparently yeah. there is. She's working more. Just hanging out with John Fogarty, no big deal. Keen Peel, yeah, just no big hanging, deal. Yeah. Hanging, hanging out, out over there. <laughs> now, I have heard that, that some of the re- reviews on this movie aren't most glowing. It's, that's it's, from uh, people who like dogs. <laughs> that's overall, all that they're, is. They're three are like th- like three quarters are, are good. But yeah. I heard a bad one out of South by Southwest, but I don't care. I'm not laugh. What, movie, what do hipster doofuses know about movies, right? That's right. <laughs> it's not their forte. Yeah. Really. There was you, not enough hemp in it. You got the food trucks. <laughs> no, you got the food trucks and you got the craft cocktails. Big contributions to Western civilization for the last 10 years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and upright bass and all music. They, they've given us round ice cubes. Well done, hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Uh, this movie's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, gonna go. be great. So let's get on to our final <laughs> yeah. film of the week. It's Green Room. Oh, please be a documentary about Barbara mm. Streisand throwing a fit backstage at a Broadway show. Gentlemen. You're trapped. <laughs> Things have gone south. It won't end well. Well, it might have been Barbara, but I don't think it was. But it still sounds pretty interesting, whatever it is. Uh, Adam, let's talk about it. Here we go! That's a show Karen was in. Uh, and that's like not it. me singing, though. That's not Karen singing, though. I think this is really what it's about. Yeah. Green Room! Green Room is also not the story of all the salacious sexual encounters Joe Franklin had with his guests uh, during his long-running talk show. No, this is the much less grotesque story of a diabolical club owner who decides to hold hostage and torture an unknown punk rock band after they inadvertently witness a murder. When a punk rock band called The Ain't Rights stumble into a murder scene after one of their shows in an isolated, rundown bar in the backwoods of Oregon. I mean, you've never seen a podunk club this far from civilization, unless you've done children's theater. Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. I think I see where things go wrong right there. Has anything ever not ended horribly in the backwoods of anywhere? Not the best... Part uh, of the woods, no, the back, no. the back part. You stay away. Stay in there. the front part. Front, front woods. That's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. That has got to be one of the most disturbing <laughs> scenes in movie history. Let's take a moment to try and get that thought out of our heads. Oh. 
right here lives a happy little cloud, and I'm still using the same color that the sky was. Just drop in a little cloud, just sort of let it float around and have fun. Clouds are one of the freest things in nature. That should do it. That oh, really it does you, make you wow. feel better. I'm ready to take on the day. Seriously? I should wake up to that. <laughs> I could too. As we were saying, once in the green room, which is like a dressing room without all the self-respect, the ain't rights are held hostage by a oh. diabolical club, o- club owner. In fact, you've never seen a club owner so diabolical unless you've tried to get paid by a club owner. Right. That club owner is played by Patrick Stewart. I swear, she helped me up. Well, how did she look? Well, I don't know. She was walking. She looked great. Oh, please. She's had work done. <laughs> Without a Geraldo to moderate... That may not have been from this movie. Though. That may oh. not, oh. Is that that not? Nice. Okay. <laughs> Without a Geraldo to moderate the situation, the club owner decides that the band must be eliminated. Now, why can't this happen to an EDM DJ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sure, they might be a punk rock band, but they do care about something, and that something is living. <laughs> The band members fight murder with murder in an effort to stay alive. Ugh, kids today, it's always me, 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 you know? Get ready to see Patrick Stewart in a whole new light. Not since Sean Connery and Finding Forrester as a bald man with a British-sounding accent <laughs> been so terrifying. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> this movie knows where to put its seething, calmly disconcerting, droll evil in the mouth of Patrick Stewart, who everybody loves, no matter what he's playing. In this movie, his character's name is Darcy, and you still fear him. No movie about a good guy without a good bad guy can be all that good. This is the Hans Gruber constant. How good is Bruce Willis in Die Hard? We will never know. The film also stars Anton Yelchin and Imogene Poots. Excuse me, I had Mexican for lunch. Imogene Poots. That was well said. This movie is fast getting a reputation for being rather gruesome. Let the disembowelment begin. Actually, that is the title of one of their songs. But also, a lot of guts are spilled on both sides as the band proves that their music isn't the only thing that can make you bleed from your ears. Does it really come to that? Here's how you defeat the redneck skinheads. Challenge them to a spelling bee. Well, they'll have to come together as a band in order to escape the clutches of the evil Dr. Clutches. I've already established his name as Darcy. I'm going to go with the evil Dr. Clutches. <laughs> You've seen Star Trek The Next Generation? Right? I haven't, no. Well, your wife won't let you have it on, has it? I'm not married. Uh, your girlfriend, then. I've got a girlfriend. I live alone. You're not married. You haven't got a girlfriend. And you've never watched Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's it. That's the movie. We reviewed it on themovieguys.net. So you can go there and read a review. Because it did come out two weeks ago. Ray Scalacci watch it? Ray Scalacci watch it. It's a horror movie. I know, right? So Ray watched He's so on top of that. What did he think? Oh, he loved it. He said it is gruesome yeah yeah they could go to all great. extremes to try and get out of there and yeah the bad guys go to the similar extremes to try and keep them <sighs> contained i watched the trailer and i did not realize until right now that was patrick stewart oh yeah that's amazing. yeah he did uh he it was tough to it was either that or ben kingsley right right yeah mm-hmm. i would think it would be more ben kingsley <laughs> which is so interesting because you feel like you've seen patrick stewart do something like this before like mm-hmm. and maybe it's maybe conspiracy just I have theory seen. well it's because you're thinking that was oh, close yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a bad guy well you're then. thinking of ben kingsley i know i, I, <laughs> right? I think you're yeah. right i think you just solved that thinking of sexy beast. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sexy beast exactly yeah. and uh eric edelson edelston edelstein edelstein <laughs> Edelston. I sure. think it's they're playing at the Edelstein Ballston okay. uh, uh, Center for the, the guy who plays Big Justin uh, was in Always Worthy. Um, we yes. had that guest oh, in yeah. uh, Jane Gomez's movie. Yeah, oh. and and um, 
along with Ian and, and a couple of other of the actors in Always Worthy, that guy really stood out. You're like, this guy should be doing other stuff. He should be moving on, and immediately he's in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he plays a good heavy. He plays like a, uh, you know. He's a big dude. Kubiak, I could yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this uh, uh, is a good reason in an election year for us to tell you, support the arts. If you do, then these bands won't have to take these crappy gigs, and they won't get stuck in a green room with skinheads trying to kill them. That's so really good. I mean, the more it, you know, Paul. It's a punk band. Who do you root for in this one? You know. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, <laughs> the punk band, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And in the background of their of their the uh, the venue that they go to, there's a Confederate flag hanging, and I'm certainly hope that this movie doesn't do anything to tarnish the good impression we have of the Confederate flag. <laughs> <laughs> What's it doing up in Oregon? Though? I was just gonna say it's a little far north, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You well, haven't rec- you haven't noticed that. Red, the, the rednecks are everywhere. You can yeah, find you can find, this, you can find that flag all, all over south the sh- place. I went yeah. two hours south of Chicago. I was in the south. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, you are. I think I know where the wall should go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what Robin Williams called the Manson Nixon line, <laughs> creeping up, <laughs> <laughs> creeping further north every day. All right, that's enough of these new movies. Let's uh, get our guest in here, Alan Troutman. He's yeah. worked on a lot of films you Talk know and love, work. so there's much to discuss, and we'll do that right after ten seconds of break. We'll be back. the happy trees and all the happy clouds. Uh, Our guest is here also who's been involved with movies and TV shows for 30 years. Let's say 15. Make the guy younger. Wow, so he's not afraid? Why? He's got a ton of experience. (laughs) We're excited to talk all about it. Acting in films uh, such as Intolerable Cruelty and Monkey oh. Bone and working as a puppeteer on many other projects with, among other entities, the Jim Henson Company, awesome. the granddaddy of uh, puppet yep. companies, of course. Uh, projects uh, there uh, or, and elsewhere with puppets include Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy, The Country Bears, Cats and Dogs, The Flintstones, Viva Rock Vegas, oh, and cool. more. Alan Troutman, everybody! Yay! Yay! Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> Wow. There's a lot more people in here all of a sudden. Yay. The Country Bears with Christopher Walken's. That's right. With uh, uh, yeah, Christopher's bunny right. slippers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which came out the and then they closed. They the, closed the, the ride. attraction. Like when the like yeah. right before they came out at Disney. Oh yeah, yeah, it made no sense strange. whatsoever. No, no, yeah. no. It's like, well, you got the movie now. What do you need to ride for? Yeah. But so, but it's still down in. Uh, in fact, Karen and we I. We had just so came much back. fun watching it. It was really good. We just came back from Florida, and mm-hmm. it was seeing the old rides they don't have here uh, anymore. We saw yeah. Muppet Vision 3D. That was which you oh, worked yeah. on. That was the first uh, thing I ever did with the, uh, the oh, Henson. Cool. What did you do on that? Uh, well, they that was you remember the big uh, finale. There was like millions of uh, yeah. characters running around. So they needed a lot of people for that. And uh-huh. They they had done most of their work in um, London and New York before this. Uh, this was being done in L.A. So they didn't have like big huge numbers of people so they actually held auditions so Alan I, were you an extra because if this is where the story's going <laughs> <laughs> an extra well, puppet they needed a lot of people well yeah basically you know when you're just starting out uh, uh, with, the, with the Hensons you, you, you're happy to do whatever <laughs> right. whatever uh, whatever they ask you to do so uh, that was my uh, uh, but I had been a puppeteer you know professionally for were you one of the nation, the flag wavers? I was just going to yeah, say, yeah, were you yeah. one of the flag wavers? The trombone players, yeah, yeah wow. the, stand, the soldier, all those uh, crazy uh, people running yes. around at the end. And what does is, what is the bird say? A tribute to all nations, but 
mostly America. Mostly America. <laughs> Sand <laughs> Eagle. Yeah. Sand yeah. Eagle. That's so good. Is there no DC? So you can still see that when you go to Disney World so in Orlando. It really held up. Cool. It's oh, great. Totally yeah. held up every so time funny. I saw it. After Jokes that. are classic, mm-hmm. as is the Muppet way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it's just throwing stupid stuff at the camera. That's Anytime you blow up the theater, you can't go wrong. Yeah, spoiler alert, but the whole theater gets. I mean, right? You expect nothing less from the no. Muppets. <laughs> and they deliver on that respect. Yeah. In that yeah. respect, which is nice. But let's start, actually, that was jumping back. But let's go sticking with Disney. You're brand. Uh, you're in the Jungle Book. Uh, well, you're involved in the Jungle yeah. Book. Yeah. <laughs> There's only <laughs> one guy who's in the Jungle Book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Neil Sethi, the, the lead actor. Everything else is done with computers. Now, how do you work yourself into the fold? Um, the, the, the fact is, uh, John Favreau, the director, didn't want Neil, uh, just talking to eyeballs, uh, you know, on a, or X's on blue screens or tennis balls or anything like that. He wanted to get some real interaction because, uh, it's, there's just no substitute, especially for a, a, a child actor. He's had no experience in front of the camera before. Mm. Um, and, uh, so he decided to bring in, uh, Henson Puppeteers, who he had, uh, we we had actually met him uh, when we did our first public performance of Puppet Up oh, uh, cool. at the Aspen Comedy Festival mm-hmm. in, what the heck was it, 2006 or something mm-hmm. like that. And he came to see it. And I remember him coming up to us after the show and he said, well, you know, I've seen a lot of improv. And sometimes those improv actors are just kind of, you know, cheesy one note but the puppets they're good actors <laughs> yeah so he came in and actually I'm sorry this was John Favreau yeah he's in charge of the entire movie yeah, yeah. okay was this puppet improv Oh, yeah. We uh, should yeah. explain that because that's really important. Because, yeah, Favreau was an improviser from Chicago back right, in the day. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, in fact, he came in and did a little workshop with us and everything. But so it was his idea to um, uh, bring puppeteers in who could uh, be uh, his, uh, Neil's acting partners, Smart. essentially. Very so, good. we had a couple of specially built puppets one for Bagheera and one for Baloo. Uh, and then everything else was just either little eyeballs on fingers or other little puppets that we brought in, little woodland creatures and things like that. But we were encouraged to uh, to improvise, to to do whatever it took to help Neil, uh, you know, get the reactions that we wanted to from him. Uh, Which is really cool. So you were directed by Favreau as much as uh, the whole time. Sure, we were, were treated yeah. just like any other character. Yeah. You know, yeah. we were the characters on the set. So I did. Uh, I performed um, uh, Bagheera. And I did Shira Khan, which is like love her how- music. Shira Khan, <laughs> Shira Khan, Shira, Shira, Shira Khan. But all of it was just so much fun. I mean, how often do you get to do like right. a big Disney villain, you know, yeah. on a set like that? And you were actually doing the lines? Yeah, we would. Wow. For the most part, we would do all the dialogue because if if they played the track, Neil would naturally just look over at the speakers. It's like oh, you right. know. I mean, kids are stupid that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, where's but, that coming from? <laughs> <laughs> but after a while, he, you know, we we got a connection going, and he, we, we, we had a good time together, and uh, he got used to working with us. It got to a point where, for a lot of the time, we weren't even using puppets. After a while, he was just like looking at us, and it was like we were just doing the scenes with him. Well, you kind of look like Baloo, <laughs> just a little, so I can uh, see Baloo that. Baloo was uh, Artie Esposito. Um, yeah, the, in the the other one with Bagheera is that the yeah, Panther? Bagheera, that's Kingsley? the Panther. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's interesting because Favreau is a very famous, uh, is a legendary improvisational director, and obviously mm-hmm. his collaborative work with Robert Downey Jr. is like so freeformed mm-hmm. and stuff. Now, this has got a little more of a classic story. Were you able to do anything besides the script in hey, some ways, or just sort of how much yeah. leeway do you have? Well, we could do whatever we it's want more just because emotions, we're yeah. not ending up on camera. 
Yeah. You know, it's all about getting the reaction ah, from Neil. And we knew what the scene was. We I mean, we didn't go too far from it. It's not like we went off <laughs> and started doing routines. But you could do something outrageous, and of course the, the final voice performance wouldn't, to make him either more surprised. Exactly. Or, yeah, okay. You know, if you listen, cool. we had the tracks originally. Uh, they had already recorded oh, their, okay. their parts. But, you know, if you just listen to the track, it's very low-key, very dry. Yeah. You know, Ben Kingsley's talking like that. Yeah. And if you just do everything like that, you know, Neil's just going to be, he can't even hear you. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so um, we, I realized quickly that you know, I can't just, you know, copy Ben Kingsley's performance. It's like we have to create something real in front of the camera right here. And uh, it was a, a, a tremendous amount of fun to, to be able to do that. I would say that when I grew up, kid a kid could be the death of a movie. Yeah. Scorpion mm. King was fun, then his little kid comes involved. Schwarzenegger gets saddled with a kid and last action hero. Granted, he's the reason for the whole movie happening, but still, not the best part of the movie. That annoying kid with that haircut. Yeah, he's like, right. <laughs> Nowadays, man, they child actors are from... Tom Holland in the uh, Impossible is that what it was the one with the Spider Man yeah he was in the movie with Naomi Watts with the, the, the oh the the tsunami yeah the tsunami hits yeah. Uh, oh I, yeah he's amazing in that <laughs> yeah uh, the kids from Moonrise Kingdom uh, the girl from Beast of the Southern Wild yeah, uh, yeah. A. Wallace and this kid last year from Beast of the not Beast of the Southern Wild the other one with Idris Elba um, Beast, oh, of no yeah, Nation. Beast of No Nation that kid Abraham Atta amazing. Neil Sethi is great in this movie. And yeah. so you guys should yeah. be yourselves for like wow. helping bring out this great performance. Because considering he's working with nothing, and I know there's well, plenty. Of, I mean, he's not say I know what you're saying. Yeah. You're going to say, wait a minute. It wasn't. But, yeah. <laughs> I but, can't totally take credit exactly. for everything there. <laughs> but I, knowing that, because I was telling you this before the movie, when you look at the movie, you're like, how is this not shot in Hawaii? Right. Yeah. And then they just added animals. Right. Uh, but he, a bit for, especially because you say with no experience to work in such a technically heavy the environment i'm super impressed well i also give a lot of credit to john because he i mean he's obviously an actor's director so he knows how to get a performance out of somebody he knows what to say he knows how much to say how little to say mm. he never tried to push neil uh when he wasn't ready for something if if uh, if it led to because you know if you try and get somebody to do, to do something they're not really that's not really in their bones it just comes out sounding false mm -hmm. you know and you can tell immediately so um, John was really uh, great that way, working with him. And he was just really smart to cast this kid who just was all elbows and knees and yeah. <laughs> really had the spirit of that character from the, from the cartoon. Yeah. yeah, and we talked about this just a few weeks ago. I can't remember what the movie was, but... You can tell when a kid is acting like a kid yeah. or when a kid is being himself. Yes. That's why no experience is probably great. Really. Yeah. You can craft that because kids, if you if you put a kid in a white room, a green room, a blue room, it doesn't matter and go, there's a thing there. Like kids will be like, okay. You know, yeah. but it's adults, they'd be like, well, no, there's not. It's just a green screen. What are you talking other, about? Can I get an eyeline? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like the scene where uh, where um, they're uh, walking in the tall grass and Bagheera uh, or uh, Shere Khan jumps out and mm -hmm. scares him. They John worked quite a bit to try and get a, a real scare out of him mm. to the point where he finally, and I think this is the one that ended up on, on camera, <laughs> ended up in the film, where John himself just snuck around during the take without telling him. And at the right moment, he just literally jumped up and screamed in his ear <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> and Neil was like, ah! And it was a, like a perfect reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Were you decked out in all the green? 
Uh, yeah, I was in. Well, it was blue. It was mostly blue, yeah. blue screen. So I was like in this uh, beautiful blue spandex outfit. Mm. Lovely, and, uh, love it. <laughs> and there were there were three of us. It was like the blue man group. And <laughs> we, <laughs> after a while, they were doing shooting some like B roll, and 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 one of us was like tossing a ball around with Neil or something, and they were photographing it. And it was all of a sudden, somebody says, "You know, that spandex is awfully revealing on these guys." <laughs> Did any of you have dance belts on? <laughs> well, the, the the solution they came uh, up with was athletic cups. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which are bigger than... Yeah, yeah. That, that's like Cod wearing piece. a codpiece. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I took one look at that and said, I think I'll just get like a couple of sizes too big mm-hmm. for the spandex and then I'll be sick. You could have just removed the beer can from your pants. <laughs> oh, you can't oh, do oh, I'm that. sorry. Is this noticeable? <laughs> Shakira might show up. Yeah. What's her name? <laughs> Something a little, you know. You can pat yourself on the back for getting that note, right? Hey, can I have yeah, one of those right. tums, please? <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen the progress of things go from puppets to digital to kind of back to puppets in a weird. Like yeah. I, I feel like we, we, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know when. Uh, uh, we would do a, sh- a movie like, um, well, we did a TV series like Dinosaurs or, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one, which oh, was all cool. animatronic heads. Yeah. It was all real in the can. Dinosaurs was a great show. It was a great show. You know, today is the 25th anniversary of the premiere of oh. Dinosaurs. Oh, wow. oh it's Believe great. It it's on Netflix right now, too. If yeah. You know, if anybody in the audience hasn't seen it, I mean, that's a very watchable, throw it on in the background, like there's just a bunch of good lines. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it was now, a I watched your show. demo reel. So were you the female? Yeah, I was uh, mom. mom. I was the mom, okay. Fran. Uh, I did. I did her face, all the animatronics on her face, and on the set, we 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 would do all the dialogue and we would work out all the business, and then the uh, uh, voice performers would come in afterwards and, and loop it. Hmm. Uh, there were there were a lot of other other characters that that were on the show, also little you know day players, all the hand puppets that came in. And so we would do a lot of those characters also, uh, but uh, it was it was a tremendous experience. But while we were shooting dinosaurs, I remember we had like a half a day where we weren't going to do anything, and we were at uh, uh, CBS Radford, and uh, and uh, Jurassic Park had just opened, and it was playing over at uh, at the uh, um, Universal City. Mm-hmm. We said, "Let's go watch it." We went over there and we looked at it and it was like so depressing. It's like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's it. We're out of a job now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the writing uh, on the wall right however, there. The T Rex and the Raptors, not as funny. Not, yeah. as, not funny. as funny. <laughs> no. They didn't yeah. get as many laughs. So what constitutes a puppeteer anymore? It's not just uh left arm up somebody's and then right arm doing the thing, right? I mean it's Yeah. So so well so clearly it's more. What is that? Well, it's puppeteers move inanimate objects in a way that makes it appear to be alive. Hmm. Okay, that's the sort of the basic definition. And so there's a bit of like magic <laughs> involved mm-hmm. in it, you know, where, uh, and that's the great thing about, you know, the, the Muppets, for example, which are all obviously not yeah. real. Not even trying to they're not be. Ping, you yeah. know they're ping pong balls yeah. and felt, and yet... You meet it halfway, mm-hmm. and you imbue it with the life yeah. that is being, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of breathed into it by the by the puppeteers, and then you have the other kinds of of, uh, of puppetry, uh, the creature work, which really is designed to look like a, a real creature. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, so like Stan Winston, or is that yeah, like with far? Stan okay. Winston, or uh, the, you know, all the Men in Black movies, um, right? Uh, and uh, we we did the same thing on uh, 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 Doctor Doolittle, for example, which was right on the cusp, yeah, of the of the digital effects. And so we were there the whole time uh, for you know for doing these animals. Uh, and as the movie progressed, we would work less and less. Oh. You know? Wow. They realized how much they could do with the animals and how much they could do with us. And they would use us for things like over-the-shoulder shots. That was very useful. Uh, where you know you couldn't get an animal to just sit there. And, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, but in a classic technology move, CGI got way confident way too quick. Yeah. Like, oh, we oh. can do whole movies. Like, no. hey, yeah, we yeah. can. Uh, that looks really bad. Like, yeah. there's. That. <laughs> yeah. And then you get movies that are sort of in between, like um, uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy mm-hmm. had all those great. Uh, I think that was also the London Creature Shop that did that. Uh, they had all those great aliens, and you you knew they were guys in suits yeah. with, with faces that were animatronic, but you sort of didn't care because yeah. it was just so outlandish and fun and, and it was... It, it, the Hellboy it was movies right. kind of do that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, uh, you know, um, it's it, it, which was kind of surprising to me. It's like, wow, they, 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 they fixed it up a little bit digitally, but it was basically, you know, um, uh, a guy in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> I, for one, hope we don't ever lose uh, hand up Back a thing because I've been on record before here in this very studio saying (laughs) the funniest thing in the world is a limp-bodied Muppet flying through the air and crashing into the wall. Uh There is, I defy anyone not to just completely crack up at the sight of that. Well, that's the other thing that that having do that CGI. (laughs) When you do it CGI, also uh, you're not ever um, able to have a lot of spontaneity on the set. Mm. Uh, it's right. it's like everything's predetermined. It's like doing animation, you know. Yeah. Uh, but with puppeteers, you you know, it's you, the trouble is turning them off. <laughs> <laughs> They're always you know mm. fooling around, and in between takes are some of the funniest things that that we do. Um, and so we find ways of making it better. We find new things to do, and it's uh, it 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 adds value to the production in a way that. Um, uh, you can't always do uh, with uh, with CG work. Yeah, I've noticed in this Ratchet and Clank trailer, or something like the scene where um, Qui Gon Jinn and and was Obi Wan in that scene as well at the dinner table with Anakin and his yeah. mother, and Jar Jar's there just <laughs> stealing all the attention. Yeah. And so between Ratchet and Clank and Jar Jar, they're over they overact. And I rarely see that out of a puppet. So that yeah. you can get better yeah. acting out of a puppet. Yeah. Most well, of the there time. you go. John yeah. John Favreau was right. Well, there, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. There is some performance to puppetry, and that's the mistake they made with CGI early on. There is an artistry to carving a model, or or, or or the way they did all these uh, amazing models and all this sort of stuff. There's a certain artistry that has grown up as a craft for so long on all those things, puppetry and everything. They threw all that out, and you go, and it, just to do everything in a computer with a guy that's never at that time was not quite an artist yet. He was yeah. a computer guy. So it's, well, it's, it's the shiny new toy, uh, yeah. or it was, uh, and it's uh, you can't, you know, I don't blame anybody for trying. Well, no, uh, I don't have to like it, <laughs> but um, but I'm just happy that there's, you know, there was a period there for about ten years when, especially on TV, you couldn't do puppets that uh, that weren't ironic. 
that oh, that, yeah. that were that were mm. intended to be bad. Yeah. You, you would bring in puppets when you wanted it to like look really cheesy and stupid, you know. And for a, like, God, that lasted about ten years, and was like, oh, do we have to do another one of these? Mm. Um, but it seems to have have uh, uh, flipped over again now, and it's. Uh, I mean, you got the the Muppet shows back on the air, mm-hmm. and. Now, you worked on Muppets Tonight, which I, I thought was a oh. hilarious show. So many oh, great yeah. episodes of that show. Now, is that the one that is going around now with Prince? Was that Muppets Tonight? Yes. Yeah. yeah we didn't bring up his death yet on the show. With the I reggae puppet, right? get so depressed. Mm-hmm. Well, but, <laughs> reggae yeah. puppet. Yeah, reggae yeah. puppet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was like I a just, big new I just know that I've been watching a lot of Muppets Tonight because people keep putting up the Prince <laughs> episode, and it's Wonderful. Yeah, go look for that one. It's right when he got it's the so sim- charming. Change his name to a symbol to get yep. out of a, right. Uh, and the a... bear has or the is what is he a bear? The guy the security won't let him in. Yeah, Bobo. That's Bobo. Oh, I love that so bear. Good. He's great. He's great. Yes. He doesn't have ID. He's like, "Where's your ID? Yeah. Yeah. What's your name?" I was like, "I, I kind of don't have a name." Who doesn't? <laughs> and and Prince being so quiet and shy, and it was just so neat to see him working with the puppets. Yeah, that's yeah. a great show. And yeah. I don't know if his performance of "She Gave Her Angels." Is online anywhere? But where can you find that show in general? Yeah, is that on Hulu? Muppets or Tonight? Yeah. Boy, I don't know. Man, it was a I don't like know that. where that. Is. I imagine it's on DVD somewhere in a, on mm. a shelf. Oh, probably. Yeah, well, there was a whole episode where Sandra Bullock was the guest, and they had yeah. to keep oh, the yeah. laughs coming at a certain speed, yeah. or the whole yes. show would explode. They did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that was a fun one. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, did you just play a variety of characters there? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was doing another show at the same time. So we, I, I, I did about half of the Muppets Tonight episodes when I wasn't working on, um, uh, what was the name of that show? Uh, Unhappily Ever After, which was the first show to air on uh, the new, uh, the then new WB network, yeah. which doesn't oh. exist anymore. Uh, back in I think folded into the CW, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that was back in '95. So we, but we had a great schedule. We were like three weeks on, one week off. So I'd always, you know, on my weeks off, I would always be over at the uh, at Muppets Tonight. So it was fun. Yeah, and elsewhere on your TV adventures, you worked Greg the Bunny. Uh, I did a few episodes of that. Yeah, again, I was really busy on uh, Unhappily Ever After at that point. Yeah, it was all around the same time, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was. That was. It was a good period. Good. <laughs> it's always good, good to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do, was there? A, oh, oh sorry, go ahead. Something like that where you have to match Bob Goldthwait was the voice. Like yeah. The yeah. 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 Do you match his? No, that voice? was unhappily ever after. Oh wait. Oh yeah. 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 Oh. He was the the voice of uh, Mr. Dog. Floppy. Yeah. Oh okay. Dog. Well, who did, who did Greg the Bunny? Was that Seth Green? Uh yeah, Seth Green. Oh, okay. Either way, in those two shows, do you match the voice or does the voice come for? Uh, Later, typically, we'll perform the voices at the uh, on the set live with the puppets. It's the best way to get spontaneity. It's because we don't think of ourselves as voice performers or or uh, just uh, manipulators of puppets. We we perform characters, and the character consists of the puppet and the voice. And so um, we we try to always work that way. That's the way we did it on Dinosaurs, and I think it was very successful. Everything was 80 hard afterwards. Um, but there are some shows where you just want a celebrity, and you know we, I've done plenty of those also where <laughs> you just can't get a vo- your own voice on there, and they just want to bring in a celebrity. I understand that. You want people want to make money. Um, and so with, uh, with Unhappily Ever After with Bobcat, um, I knew from the get-go that I wouldn't be doing a voice on this, and I was like really worried. I'm signing a, you know, a series deal here where I'm going to be stuffed under a couch, <laughs> wagging this dolly around, and I didn't know if they were going to like 
you know, give me the time of day or if they would care about anything I did other than just following Bobcat's point. Turns out he, he only came in on shoot days on Friday. Uh, for a while he did the, the table reads and then came in for Friday when the audience was there. Uh, and, but so I was there doing all the rehearsals, working, you know, pitching new lines and creating stuff. And so, you know, he came in, he would, if any of it worked, he would keep it. (laughs) If he had some new ideas, he would throw them out. And after a few episodes, he performed it live. Um, I mean, from the beginning, he performed it live in front of the audience. He wasn't visible. Uh, but we performed it simultaneously. Oh, wow. wow. So it wasn't pre-recorded. It wasn't done huh. ADR. You don't see him at all while you're doing this, too. I don't see him, wow. no. He's watching the monitor. I'm watching the monitor. And uh, after, a f- it didn't take long, but after a few episodes, we, you know, kind of uh, um, got into each other's rhythms. And it was a matter of, um, we were both following Mr. Floppy at that point, we kind of got his rhythms going and then it sort of oh, all worked. Cool. It got to the point where we could, you know, do a line and it got a big laugh and we knew exactly how long to hold and come in with the next line, wow. you know, together. It was really, really Mr. Cool. Floppy really became the puppeteer and you and Bob he controlled you guys. Right? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah very deep. You get into wow. that zone, man, and you really perform. Who's oh. got whose hand up whose, you know, <laughs> in this case is what I'm asking. Just wondering why. Are we so uncomfortable? Have we segued into the segment where we write a Twilight Zone episode? Or <laughs> are we doing that at the end of the show? Okay. At the end of every show. <laughs> at the end of every show. <laughs> and then... Uh, did you have another Greg the Bunny thing? Or no? uh, I actually had a thought. I thought for a second you guys were talking about, was there a morning show with a puppet at one time? I feel like I've seen clips of this. I, 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 the Great Space Coaster? Fox had a puppet on their Fox and Friends. Right? Or No. Yeah, is that did. what it is? Yeah, they had like a monkey the, or something. But, uh, what's that? Well, no, no, oh, no. Captain this was Kangaroo. like two people <laughs> morning show, like a Good yeah. Morning yeah. America. Yeah. No, that was yeah. Fox and Friends. Is it? Yes. And there Fox was a puppet had, behind the a couch. Freaking puppet behind That's the couch. So yes. Wow. I don't. Yes. This I was back in 1990. Would he deliver news like about you know Anwar Sadat has been yep. shot? Are yep. you guys yep. talking about Donald Trump? No. <laughs> Holmes and Yo-Yo the puppet. But no. It, yes, I remember that because I actually pitched my show to that show. Yeah. Yeah. Director should have had a puppet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. We should have a puppet. In, we, on our show, we, robot remember, puppet, <laughs> robot <laughs> puppet, <laughs> Pen, uh, pending. Remember, regularly. we had Vanessa's friend on. He was yeah. great. Seymour, what was that? Was Lambert, Lambert was here. Lambert, that was cool. All right, we're getting a puppet sidekick. <laughs> you guys are in charge of this. We're gonna we're gonna make this happen. You're right. in charge of this. Regular. Now we're gonna have a regular. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Vanessa, and, and Vanessa performs with you on this puppet up. We. Talk yes. about that yeah, for yeah. a second, but Karen and I saw the show a long time ago. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. probably in its early stages. Yeah, we saw it down we saw in at the, Grove. The, the Grove. Oh my gosh, that was a long yeah, time. Yeah, right. Oh. She was in the audience. Now Vanessa <laughs> is, of course, up on stage. Yeah. yeah. So, what? Explain to folks what that is. And does it travel the whole country? It it, it does. It has. Mm. Um, it's a uh, uh, a puppet improv show that uh, the <laughs> the Henson Company has put together. It came out of um, the, uh, the the training program that that we do. We wanted to. Um, it was Brian's idea to uh, Brian Henson's idea to to, uh, to help develop uh, characters for the the puppeteers that he's working with, um, and so he brought in uh, Patrick Bristow from. Uh, the groundlings to to work with us on on improv and it was just going to be like one you know session with him and it just turned into a weekly thing and then before you knew it 
we were finding that we really could do uh, apply uh, regular, you know, standard professional improv techniques to working with the puppets. It needed a little bit of translation and a little bit of massage, but it the formula essentially works. And so uh, we ended up going to the uh, Aspen Comedy Festival, uh, and then the Edinburgh Festival saw us, and they brought us out there, and we did the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So we've been touring around. We uh, uh, did a, a, a bigger, better version of the show uh, starting in 2010 in New York. Uh, we were off Broadway there for about four months, I guess. Good. And can I explain to people um, that don't, haven't seen it the thing that's really great about the show is that it's two shows you get to choose as an audience member how to edit your own version of the show that you're watching so what i mean by that is you go into a theater and there's screens on either side of the theater and if you choose to you can just watch those screens and it is just what you would normally see on like the muppets you right. see we have a camera a on camera. stage yep. we play to the camera yeah and the 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 tv show the puppet show is up on is the up on the screens. screen and oh. then what's fascinating is if you're an audience member who wants to see how that the spaghetti is made or whatever they say, <laughs> this sausage is made, you look right up on stage and you see these people with puppets above their head running in and, and it's like choreography, how they get in and out of situations and they'll go out of a scene a certain way and they'll come back in and it's fascinating to watch the actual puppeteers work in front of you and they are able to do comedy that way as well i mean it's just there's so many things to look at and you can see a different show and they have, and they have an audience time. to play off of too yeah I mean, that's there's a live, oh, laughter it's all live. Oh, yeah. it's all and live. they get suggestions uh, yeah we played as you know we great. get suggestions from the audience yeah. just like regular improv it's shows it's never the same show twice at all it, it's up and to it's you and them crazy cuz we funny. can we it's can, dirty too it can be a little dirty it can be a little, a little dirty and that how, mm-hmm. that that's mostly from the from the audience yeah the audience will give you those suggestions shout out the dirtiest of course Oh, you get a suggestion. What we learned after a while was, can someone give me a job, like proctologist, and a place, like a bathroom. bathroom. So you get them off the table. <laughs> off we the give table. those Stop. right away. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There was uh, also a puppet showgirls, too. I don't know. Uh, uh, did you guys ever uh, hear that? What? No, they do <laughs> no. a puppet showgirls. See, now yeah. you're the one making up shows. Oh, the movie <laughs> showgirls? You know, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, with that's, puppets. Yeah, it's been going on for years. Oh, my Live? goodness. It was, it's an all puppet showgirls. Live? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand puppets or marionettes? Hand puppets. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Seems custom made for marionettes for I know, some reason. Right? If you're gonna I do thought... nipple twerking, you gotta have, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then so uh, Pop It Up is uh, 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 going to have a residency now uh, in Las Vegas. Oh, perfect. That uh, makes sense. That's yeah. great. Starting is it June or July? Something like that. Uh, um, at the Venetian. Nice. Wow. So, oh, really good. That's yeah. cool. So it's going to be a big semi-permanent big uh, thing there. And so you're going to live in Vegas. Well, uh, it's the, the cast rotates. Okay. I mean, there's uh, there's six people in the cast, and we're you know just a few hours from LA. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, what we found in New York was that um, it's it's you know improv can get stale very quickly when you're doing the same. thing. Thing. Try watching over it. Again. I mean, it sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Uh, but just um, cycling in a new uh, cast member mm. will freshen things up for everybody. It changes mm-hmm. all the dynamics around, and it uh, it keeps things special. Fresh things wanted by the police. No, <laughs> Made it more dramatic than it was. And so. another thing that's kind of neat at the beginning, they have a song that's rehearsed, and it gets the show going, and that is like 
choreography. It's like mm. clockwork to watch yeah. them go in and out and they're changing characters and it's just really We do cool. have a few set pieces like that. We do some mm-hmm. recreations of very old uh, oh, yeah. Henson uh, pieces, oh, like yeah? pre-Muppet yeah. Uh, uh, things like Java uh, that were done like way back on the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, so cool. we recreate cool. a couple of those things. And, uh, you know, we got a closing song and all that. So mm-hmm. there's a few yeah. rehearsed bits, but uh, everything in between is... Uh, Fun. Is it popular in Vegas? Sorry. Uh, I hope so. Oh. We haven't opened yet. Oh, oh, I, oh, I have a feeling it, it should do fine. Um, Avenue Q did well there, yeah. and that oh. was a puppet show of sorts. But I think mm-hmm. this is even better because this changes all the time. So if somebody wants to see it and then bring people back, they're going to see a totally different show. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's great that way. The other nice thing is that, you know, if when you're when you're performing uh, improv as a you know a fleshy performer as a regular, yeah. that's what they call us, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. We're the it, you can't really break character or or look at the audience. You can't do all those yeah. fuzzies and fleshies. But we can yeah. sort of we can sort of let the audience in on what we're doing. We can as ourselves. Uh, yeah. We can make eye contact with with each other with the audience. Sometimes we can like be cracking up, but the Puppets Puppet. can yeah. be totally straight faced. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so it really all I remember is That's I cool. went to see this thing and and it stays with me because I went oh my gosh, puppets were doing some stuff. They were doing some acting there, and uh, the out from the scene called for the puppet just going down on another puppet, <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I think I've ever seen because he just go like literally physically the puppet goes down below the border of the camera, so you can see the camera on the screen you can see oh i know what's happening there but then you see the actual actor finishing up the hole going all the way down <laughs> fantastic yes it's a family show <laughs> it'll be great in vegas uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of puppetry of the penis okay that's the last thing i'm gonna say that's that playing in vegas up. now as yeah. well uh, yeah, sounds made up. competition there puppetry wise oh my gosh uh, there's one more thing I, I, I I'm concerning your on camera appearances. Oh, okay. Oh, you have good. many. Oh, yeah. I quote you all the time. Oh, my no friend, way. Uh, send more cops. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You That's you. <laughs> were the zombie uh, in Return of the Living Dead. Yes. Wow. Well, I was one of them. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually say that particular line. No, I was going to say now because we were done up in so much stuff. I'm sure it was ADR, and I was wondering if it was you. Uh, yeah, I was the uh, the tar man character. I yeah. was the one that came out. In You're the, the tar man. <laughs> that the best. What? <laughs> what a great movie! Why didn't you say you were a celebrity when you first sat down? <laughs> the tar man. You don't get notes before the show. <laughs> I didn't get that note. No, I wanted this reaction. Holy crap! <laughs> That's awesome. I just had a conversation growing up as a huge horror fan. I just called. I reconnected with like my second grade best friend and call him and and uh, uh, and we just ended up talking about Return of the Living Dead, like oh dumb stuff God. we talked well, now about. Now you'll have to tell him anyway. you're here with the tar man. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that was fun. That was a great uh, uh, movie. That's I mean, a great movie. It, it, uh, it really, it holds up well. I mean, it's, you know it's a B movie. It never, it's, you know, we're not going to win any Oscars. It knows it's a B movie. Yeah. That's yeah. the important that's thing. That's the thing. When it the movie knows, knows what it is, you can't criticize it for being that. It's yeah. that. And <laughs> that movie's and entertaining as hell. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I mean, the actors were great. I mean, James Karen and uh, Clue Gulliger. <laughs> Clue Gulliger. I run into him all the time. Yes. Oh, yeah. Down at the New Beverly Cinema. Yes. Yeah, all the time. Yes. Don Calfa. All these great The guy that played uh, Tommy from Friday the 13th Part 5. Or yeah. uh, 6. Uh, yeah. Tom Matthews. Yeah. Tom Matthews. Yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, they were all, uh, they were so good. They were like a comedy act. You yeah. Know? And they played it so straight. 
And it's, it's just turned out. Hilarious. Now that I think about it, more bad things happening to punk rockers. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the theme this week. But that was the first movie to where the zombies uh, specifically uh, requested brains. Oh, really? They hadn't. They yeah. said the phrase "brains." Yeah. That's the oh, first yeah. time. Brains. That was that was my line. That was your line. Was brains, yeah. blam, oh. and then I see all the rest of them. I go more brains. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you don't know the movie, I, I I have to spoil one scene because it's one of my favorites, where the zombie kills a cop. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then like he hears the radio going on in the car, so he goes over and he picks it up, and he says, "Send more cops." <laughs> so more cops show up, and then a ton of zombies attack. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the greatest. It's hilarious. <laughs> the funny thing about they just should have learned to talk in those Romero movies. They would have so, accomplished a lot more. That yeah. is so smart. <laughs> so well, smart. Well, that's the right? thing about this movie. It was the it's first like time they had like ordering, smart. You're zombies. ordering takeout. You're, ordering takeout. you're like, I need a little more zombie, please, or a little more cow. And they were fast. Oh, they got right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the were, zombies. The zombies move, were yeah. fast. Yeah, that, which hadn't yeah, been done true. before. They're the, yeah. They were the most threatening zombies we'd seen really up up until that time. And what some it seems weird now. But up until Shaun of the Dead or, yeah. or the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead, there were like six zombie movies total from 1968, yeah. the original, yeah. until then. It's and now total. there's a huge explosion. But yeah. Yeah. Now you got a TV series. <laughs> I mean, Return of the Living Dead might be the 10th zombie movie. And that's like, you know, it's, it's 15 yeah. years after Romero's original, you know. So. Yeah. The great yeah. Dan O'Bannon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that Dan O'Bannon who wrote Dan, Alien? Yeah. He wrote and directed this. He wasn't uh, supposed to direct originally. I think it was Toby Hooper was going to direct originally. Oh, I can see that. And then he dropped out uh, for whatever reason. And at the last minute, I think uh, Dan O'Bannon had to take over. It's a great horror comedy. Yeah. yeah. So send more cops. So <laughs> see Return of the Living. That's a fantastic. That's a, I didn't know you were famous. That famous. Yeah, well. Yeah, he's very famous. I'm that's very a, famous in a small world. That is a that's a that's a major That's one of the great movies moment. of all time. Speaking of greatest movies of all time. Yes. I ask you what I ask every guest oh on my god. Oh, what is no. your favorite movie of all time? Oh jeez. Okay, so I was actually like up in the middle of the night thinking about this. <laughs> yes, this happens. Does it? Really? Yeah. Okay, so you don't yeah. expect like, no, a they quick do. answer. No. I, well, I expect not, more no. tired guests on our show <laughs> yeah. from losing sleep the night because before. Because I was just trying to figure out how to possibly categorize this. We expected a quick answer for the first three years? Maybe two? Now we don't. <laughs> now no, not at all. Done. There's no Now, way. if you're up all night, we expect a correct answer. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> You've given it that much thought. Well, first of all, I had to eliminate any movies that weren't at least, uh, I don't know, 15 or 20 years old. Okay. Because, uh, you know, to be yeah. really great, it has to withstand the test of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. You've I, already put way too much thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, how do you compare movies like uh, Lawrence of Arabia with uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? It's a good question. You know, what, it's like comparing the Sistine Chapel ceiling mm-hmm. with the Mona Lisa. It's like. But that's where the word wow. favorite comes in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I had to think, <laughs> all right. good. <laughs> I'm 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 not gonna I'm gonna uh, eliminate like all the genre films. Okay. So that uh, so you I are or aren't I am I'm gonna eliminate like genre films. Okay. We're getting a very detailed really look interesting. into this yeah. process. I like. I had it. to uh-huh. I had to slice them off one by one. So that so I so I said okay you know films like uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark are incredibly amazing films. That's my number one. Oh okay yeah. great. Yep. Uh, but I said, I'm going to put that aside. And also just, 30 plus years old. I, what I ended <laughs> up looking for was a movie that sort of, uh, where 
most of the way through it, I was going, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Mm-hmm. I, and Raiders. I don't know where I am. I don't know how this movie has gotten me here. <laughs> so it's still Return of the Living Dead? <laughs> <I know. laughs> so the movies I keep coming back to are, are uh, movies like uh, Being There. Uh, Not the first time that's been mentioned here. Mm -hmm. Peter Sellers, yeah. Uh, Which uh, you just are, I'm just bowled over with every single scene in that. Uh, And I will say again, Hal Ashby did not direct enough movies. Yeah. Well, and and that is an amazingly well-directed movie because Peter Sellers, I mean, the way he plays off of everything is just... uh, Yeah, and it's a fantastic script. Yeah. You know, Yerzy Kaczynski. Um, The the other movie that keeps coming back to me is uh, is, um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Which okay. is like a perfect movie yeah, yeah. Uh, that just takes you to, and that that movie in particular uh, is kind of magical in a way that very few movies are, because the um, the main character and the protagonist are two different people. The the main character mm. is Scout, and you you see the entire movie through yeah. her eyes, and yet her father is the protagonist who moves the the plot along. Yeah. You know. And so uh, there's this this magical quality that is, permeates the entire film that you just you just pull it just pulls me along from the inside out. And then there's there's like um, uh, Field of Dreams. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is a perfect. Yeah. You know, that it's a perfect, perfect film. That was mentioned yep. a couple weeks ago yep. as well. Yeah. And it's I mean I'm I'm left a sobbing mess at the end of it. And and you're absolutely right when you you said there's those movies where you go how does this even exist? Yeah. How does a movie come and just all the characters make these non-writerly choices where it's just like they just move from this thing and you can't just tell someone go do this. I mean you just can't have a yeah. voice say that. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. That would never make it through development. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but it's just like that whole movie just like works like 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 it's there's another movie like that but there isn't but this is the best one of these they really mastered this <laughs> format of which there is only one it's like crazy <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's just and it's magical in that sense it is yeah it's that's like it takes really you on magical. a trip and you you never know where you are you feel like yeah. you've been dropped off in some crazy neighborhood yeah. uh and anything can happen you know and and it and you're not disappointed <laughs> you know after your uh, in-depth analysis and all the consideration you've given to this answer it kind of makes me feel like my Jack Reacher is a little silly. <laughs> just, just a little silly. I'm just saying. Bart, I'm it a, is not silly. Okay, thank it's you. Now right. see John Wick. Okay. <laughs> uh, do we just break news that uh, you've put Jack Reacher over a few good men? That mostly was a joke. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. Honestly, a few I good got men the joke, but had to check in yeah, with you because no, that no. would be big news. <laughs> Both of those are movies. A lot of times when people struggle with this answer, I say, what's the movie you can always watch? And for me, I can always watch A uh, Few Good Men. And, and I happen to believe that that's a perfect movie in the sense that there is simply is a not yeah. a wasted word scene yeah. moment yeah. in that movie. Yeah. But having that as the criteria, uh, Jack Reacher is another movie I can just always watch. Mm. Ocean's Eleven, I can always watch. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies that just go down easy, yeah. and you can always watch them. Uh, but uh, I, So I, I just sort of had to... to, to th- do, is your answer those three, or did we do we have one? I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, I sort of circle around those three. I suppose. Three. I, I suppose the um, uh, boy. I'm I'm left a sobbing mess at the end of To Kill a Mockingbird too, uh, which you know. That's the one where maybe Yellow it's dies. not a perfect movie <laughs> because you could you could say certain things about it are, are dated now, perhaps, but. 
The score is perfect. The screenplay is perfect. The story is Who perfect. directed that movie? Crisp execution, too. Yeah. Just very I, executed. I don't remember. Who? All I know is I love the fact that her Halloween costume is a ham. <laughs> <laughs> she dresses up as a leg yeah. of ham. And nobody questions it. For, exactly. Like, all the kids went as lunch meats back then. <laughs> <laughs> the poor kids went as ham, and the rich kids went as filet mignon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and of course, an early uh, spotting of the great Bobby D, Robert Duvall. Yeah. Yes. Well, he played Boo, right? So yeah. Like, oh, 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 my God. And it's, yeah, from that point on, as soon as he makes his appearance, it's like, I, you just get out the Kleenex and you... Game over. <laughs> Did Scout ever become a the actress ever continue or is it? Is yeah, it, she is... grew up to be Jodie Foster. <laughs> 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 Not all young actors can be Jodie Foster. No, okay, <laughs> but it's a good go-to. Yeah, d- if you don't know. You could see it because you might be right. I'm. I think she quit. But, I mean, what writer would write a book like that and then quit? Or what actress would just... But you're talking about <laughs> films that you could just watch mm-hmm. anytime over and over again. I mean, there's there's a lot of films like that for yeah. me. I mean, I could Which watch... Which is your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Uh, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. Uh, Legitimate question. <laughs> Legitimate question. I don't know. Um, he was... Uh, he's right, he's a good just actor. Just throw some out. Right? Top Gun. Uh, far Night away. and Day. Night and yeah. Day is probably your favorite. Risky Business. I, I enjoyed... He's in his um, underwear in Risky Business. Mm. Yeah. What was the the one he just did? Live uh, die repeat. Um, where he's uh, on that planet. Uh, oh no, oh, he's on Oblivion. Earth. Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah. I thought that Oblivion's was really, really good. good. Yeah. 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 That is good. That is no. That is not. Live die repeat. Live die repeat is yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that Edge was the other tomorrow. good one. I re- yeah. that one I really liked. Sequel and development. So by the, the way. So the correct answer awesome. to which is your good favorite Tom Cruise movie is all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And Bart, are you aware that he is now the lead character in the reboot of the Mummy? Yeah. Sweet. Oh no. Yeah. And that that franchise just got shots. better. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's an upgrade from. I like Brendan Fraser Brendan and all, Fraser. but yeah. that's yeah. an upgrade. That's good casting because wow. if anybody's kept himself together despite the years, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what like happens with Scientology. That's what you want for a mummy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Scientology. Oh my God, the tie-ins. The tie-ins are perfect. I don't think he's playing. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. All right, well, Alex, Karen, let's bring things home with uh, your birthday yes. segment of the show where Karen looks at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Take it away. Karen, did you have a story to share? Never mind. Just go ahead and do the birthdays. Never mind. Nothing, does anything happen birthday. to you over the last week? Go no, ahead. nothing important. We'll do birthdays. We'll do birthdays. So let's wish a very happy birthday to Kate Hudson, who turns 37. Uh, but she can play anywhere from the daughter of Bill Hudson to the daughter of Goldie Hawn. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And this week she's going to be in the movie Mother's Day. Yes. She's one of the characters in there. Stepped out of Kurt Russell. <laughs> she says that Kurt Russell is like a real father to her because she didn't really know a real dad growing up. So good guy, Kurt Russell. Hmm. Also, I read um, the Martin Short book this weekend when we were on vacation. And there's cool. a scene, uh, there's a story in there where when Martin Short's wife died. I know, it's killing me. <laughs> Martin Short's wife died. And so they, um, the people back in this cabin community where he goes for his summers wanted to welcome back that summer with his family because it was the first time they were going to do something you know fun after that whole horrible tragedy and so when they went to land on the, i guess they fly in and they land on a pond but kurt russell insisted that oh, i'm probably gonna get teary-eyed talking about this kurt russell went into town and bought all the flowers he could find all the potted plants and flowers and he put flowers all along the dock and pots and then he planted flowers all the way up to the walk. So when the shorts landed, oh, they would no. see the flowers all over everything. And they that was all Kurt Russell. He did it all himself. Oh, see, that's see. a very touching story. And mm-hmm. I was emotionally moved yeah. as well. But the other takeaway I yes. got was 
Martin Short has a freaking house on a lake, and ah! Kurt Russell's his freaking neighbor, and they're flying planes <laughs> and they see each other? Yeah. Martin Short? Yeah. <laughs> Part of the long-lasting legacy of Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who Friends knew? for life. Friends for life. All right, so uh, we know that Kate Hudson is also the daughter of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, but she didn't want to use that to help her get work, so she actually turned down a role in Escape from L.A. because it starred Whoa. Kurt Russell. And so she didn't want to be associated professionally with her dad right away because people might not believe that she got the part on her own, so she turned it down. Good for her. Yeah, right. By the way, Kurt Russell does such a great half John Wayne in Hateful Eight. (laughs) Like I keep telling you. He's wonderful in that. That's such a almost, I mean, there's in a lot of movies he's done, especially like Big Trouble in Little China and some of the more badass Mm -hmm. ones. He has this way of almost being John Wayne, but a little sped up. (laughs) Yeah. You know? A ton of that in Big Trouble. Yeah, ton of that in Big Trouble. Jack Burton. Jack Burton. Me. But I just watched him in something, and I think I'm going to do an experiment. If you slow down almost any role of his, I think it would, like if you take it and just pull it back a little bit, I think he sounds like John Wayne all the Even time. Even Dexter Riley. Uh, now, we all know we've seen, uh, the first time that I ever saw Kay Hudson was when she played Penny Lane in Almost Famous. That was mm. actually intended for mm. Sarah Polly. But when Sarah Polly turned down the role and backed out of the project, Cameron Crowe was considering scrapping the whole thing together. But Hudson had already been cast in a very small role as William Studer's sister, and she begged for a chance to read for the role. Once she read for the role, Cameron was like, oh, let's do it. We'll use you as the lead. Wow. She's pretty epically Yeah, she's kind of amazing in that. that. Yeah, it's really epic. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, as we all know, we're here to entertain as well as um, inform you oh, about I something. Mostly informed. Mostly oh, informed. I didn't know that. And I'd I like to inform the youngins <laughs> out there to remember to learn to play the guitar if they're a boy who wants to get yes. laid. Yes. And here's why. Because it doesn't matter what song you play. It doesn't matter. It'll <laughs> ensure you that you will get a higher caliber of chicks. Kate Hudson and Goldie Hawn both uh-huh. played groupies in movies, and Kate plays with a young groupie and almost famous. Of course, her mother, Goldie Hawn, plays mm-hmm. a middle-aged rocker in the Banger Sisters. Her ex-husband is Chris Robinson, the lead singer of Black Crows, and she is very good friends with Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. How good of friends could you be with Learn, Keith Richards? I mean, are we gonna hang out with you're going to hang out with Keith Richards? He probably won't notice. What are you going <laughs> to yeah. sit around and talk to Keith? <laughs> you just yeah, talk to Keith. He's like, all right, sounds good. He's always hanging around with his hallucinations. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, Kate, happy birthday to you. And also, <laughs> let's wish another person who has a movie coming out this week. This is Mr. Method Man. He's going to be appearing in Keanu. He plays the character Cheddar. Cheddar. I don't know exactly <laughs> what does. that means. He turns 45. He can play anything, anyone from Clifford Smith, which is his real name, to Method Man, which is one of his monikers. Now, uh, I I think you guys may have seen him without even realizing it in the Fast and the Furious movies. Hmm. In Eight Mile, who's he in uh, Fast and I don't know. Some guy. <laughs> he was one guy. of the guys. He driving played Cheddar. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and he was a member of the rap group Wu Tang Clan, who all love Bill Murray. Of Bill, Ghostbusters, yeah. Groundhog Day, Murray. <laughs> so what I think is kind of fun is he was named Method Man by Wu Tang producer RZA after the film The Fearless Young Boxer. The word Method also is slang for weed in their neighborhood. So I submit to you, what other nicknames does Clifford Smith go by? I'm going to hand these out. Now, if you, if you shorten method, we are going I don't to go around pop. the room and read them in order, and you can play too. These so, are real? Paul, if you could play the NFL theme song, yeah, these are real. And real what? Real names real that this guy, Method Man, goes by. This would be, this would be a great All contest. All of these? Yeah. Now, once again, what are we reading? <laughs> this is Method Man's other pseudonyms. pseudonyms. These Aliases. are nicknames that Clifford Smith goes by. Johnny Blaze. 
Hot nickels. Iron lung. <laughs> Tikal. Shaquan. <laughs> Tikalian stallion. The panty raider. <laughs> Johnny Dangerous. Blazini. <laughs> MZA. Mythical. <laughs> Mr. Meth. And Meth. meth. <laughs> Fantastic, gentlemen. Don't let that high pitched guy know our NFL films. <laughs> <laughs> Bart, now in case you're wondering. Uh, if you're if you're wondering about Method Man Bart, I just I want you to know was very curious. He considers his third solo album, Tycle O, the prequel, to be his weakest album due to management problems. This is true. <laughs> I I was wondering because I felt that right like, to myself. I was like, I think it's his third it's album, but weak. I don't want to validate him. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to offend him. No, that's okay. But you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true, Alan. I don't know if this happens to you at all, but when I'm out and about, people are constantly stopping me and they say, Hey, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe. And the first thing I tell them is yes. she's not a puppeteer, but if you're not careful, she'll stick her hand up her. And then the other <laughs> thing I tell <laughs> people is that she loves when celebrities sing. I do, and uh, so since well, you found a clip of Method Man, I know, and here's <laughs> doing of all things, but one where he's not swearing oh. was a little more complicated. Uh, so here's a little 1995 Method Man singing something that I didn't write down and can't ooh. remember. <laughs> Actually, I think this is Hot Nickels. <laughs> it could be. You sure this isn't Johnny Dangerous? <laughs> this, is, this is Hot Nickels. This is Iron Lung singing a little for you. By the way, you said MZA. Don't you he's probably called Mizza? Mizza. Mizza. Mi- oh, Mizza, like, you're right. <laughs> How's, that's so, a lot of different how that's so a not culturally uh, astute of me. Mizza, yeah. Well, that wraps uh, another uh, movie MCA. showcast, everybody. Together with the movie guys, individually, we are... Karen Alan uh, Trout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys, Facebook.com slash the Movie Guys, iTunes, Instagram, Google Plus, whatever. LinkedIn, <laughs> you'll find us. Thank you uh, to all of our listeners week. as well on WRFA 107.9 mm-hmm. in Jamestown Hello. and WBAD on the internet. Thanks to Alan Troutman. Yay! You're welcome. Yay! Where do we find you, you on social media? Uh, AlanTroutman.com is the website, nice. at Alan Troutman on Twitter. Trout, but not like the fish. It's T-R-A-U. T-R-A-U-T. Two L's in Alan, too. So I guess it is kind of hard to find me. Yeah, it's really hard. That's complicated, dude. If I may take a minute, I want to tell you why I got to sing for Bill Murray this weekend. Take a minute. All right. So Paul and I went to see the Bill Murray charity golf event because Paul's the greatest husband ever. And when we were there, we ran into Chris Mulkey of Twin Peaks fame, who happened to know my friend Leo, who I'm a Bubay sister with. And when we ran up to him, he said, oh, I love the Bubay sisters. And I went, I'm a Bubay sister. And he's like, you want to sing a song? I'm not kidding you. That's how things are done in Hollywood. Yep, right there. It only takes 20 years. You had a reputation overnight for being success. the type All you have to do is show your boobay and they let you right <laughs> in. They let you right yeah, in. Yeah. That's so, always uh, legendary. I didn't know the song then, but I said, I'll know it by tomorrow. And he said, all right. So when I saw him tonight, the next night at the next party, I did my homework that night and I learned the song and I saw him and I said, I'll sing that song with you and I know it now. And he went, all right, great. Pulled me up on stage and I sang for Bill Murray. You, look, you look to your right and there was Bill, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Ghost-busting Groundhog Day Day Murray Murray. watching you sing. And applauding and clapping, and it was crazy. Yeah. Did you ever meet him? 
or Ben Kingsley? Is, did you ever meet either of the people? No, because they did the, the voices in yeah. a studio somewhere. So they never before. came by or anything. Nah, it's not yeah. like they were saying, "Hey, let's go hang out on a <laughs> film set where nothing's <laughs> happening." But I could of the be day. golfing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well thanks thank to you. Steve mm-hmm. Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week, and as ever, we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net next week. It's all about Captain America: Civil War. I'm oh. sure something else is coming out, but who cares? Oh. We'll see you then. Thanks, Alan. Yay! Alan, best rehearsal we've had all week. Ah. We should have Letterman writer's embellishment. When, when did we go to air? Celebrity brush yeah, with right? greatness. But I heard that wasn't the whole story. <laughs>